Diane, I'm listening to a podcast, Black Lodge Trivia Night. I've never heard so many game aspirations in my life. All right. Welcome back to Black Lodge Trivia Night. Something kind of out of the blue, out of the red, if you will. Oh. It's uh, We're doing Cyberpunk Red tonight, which, like so many things we've done, is drawing inspiration from Midnight Melodies. We'll get to that later. But back to like full-bore RPG. Not that the stuff we didn't do wasn't role-playing by any means, but we have a big old thick rule book. Like the third version of a game. I mean, this is like, this is real. Yeah, this is this is real. Everyone, uh, calm down. <laughs> a little intimidating, right? Yeah, I, I will say, um, I go way back with Cyberpunk. I've always been intimidated by it. Oh. And early versions, it was a lot of things. The rules were a lot crunchier than than what's presented here. Mm. The other thing about Cyberpunk is, like, style matters. Like, it matters to be cool. And uh, I don't know if you can tell, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, baby. I, I'm not cool, so we I've are. always been a little like I don't know if I get this feels like a stretch, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that is that's a good point, especially with Cyberpunk Red. You know, we've talked yeah. offline before about doing um, oh the fantasy one that of course, obviously we've talked seriously about it. Uh, uh, Shadowrun. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, just a little bit, and like some of the older rules and stuff. And I've heard like the most recent version of Shadowrun is not the best rule set like people have a preference you know but uh, I've heard great things about cyberpunk red and I really like so we're doing zero session tonight I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and we have some business to take care of but I gotta say this is is it safe to say like one of the best core rule books I've ever read like one of the best isn't like overstating it like this is a really well produced core rule book yeah I found it imminently understandable which is one of the things I had some trouble with with the very first edition of uh, Cyberpunk. I kept a lot of my stuff, but I don't have my first edition rulebook anymore. Um, it also does a really good job of bouncing back between lore and uh, rules. Yes. And yeah. like, hey, you want to be a, a rocker boy and stuff? Like, it, it'll tell you a little bit about that. But then it also, like, switches to pros, which, you know, Degenesis did that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of Degenesis was world building through stories but uh, a lot easier to, to piece here maybe that's more familiarity with with cyberpunk i gotta admit i'm not like a huge cyberpunk person it's something i'm fascinated by but i've never played anything like this i only right. started playing cyberpunk 2077 this week this is not like my typical fandom got it so that's sort of your your background with cyberpunk in general uh i mean you this, know i've this seen setting in general yeah i've i've seen Blade Runner. I haven't seen the new one. I know you've said it's fantastic. I need to watch it. Mm -hmm. And I have seen uh, I was a big fan of the Netflix show. Uh, Carbon. Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon. Both seasons. I Both know some seasons, people okay. didn't like season two, but I really like liked Altered Carbon. Um, especially the season one actor, the guy from The Killing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fantastic. guy who plays the billionaire or whatever. Who hires... Oh, or, oh no, no, I'm sorry. You mean Joel... No, the uh, main guy. Yeah, sorry. There was a... Uh, the other guy played... A sh in a show where he was the head of a cult mm. that I confused the title of. Um, mm. But yeah, Joel, um, yeah, he was great in The Killing. He's, I really like him. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what about you? Where does your, so like you said you had early editions and stuff. What does your cyberpunk fandom stem out of? So mine started, I played a game that my friend's brother ran when I was in junior high or high school. I can tell you, like I still like, 
And then I went out and I bought. I loved it. Oh my gosh! I bought out all this stuff. Night City, (laughs) Deep Space, Green War. Why am I running this? Little Cthulhu, some adventures, and then like a mini campaign. And then I I read the rule book because I was so enamored by my brother's friends running it. And I was like, this this is awesome because I love Blade Runner. And I read the rule book and I'm like, I I don't get it. Like (laughs) this is, it was super crunchy. The rules are definitely streamlined and read. And even the second edition of the old uh, Cyberpunk 2020 streamlined things Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I think it was known for being like cumbersome and uh, the first edition for being cumbersome to the point of not being fun in some ways. And I just, I, and then I flailed and I never ran anything. I collected it and uh, it was just, uh, it was too much for me. But reading this, I was like, oh, this all makes sense. And like you were saying, it's really well produced. It's felt really clear. Um, so, so I'm very excited. Did your first play of Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. did that predate you watching Blade Runner or was that all like you already no. had some kind of. Um, I can tell you, not that it matters, but the first time I ever watched Blade Runner was like one of those afternoon movies that they used to have on certain TV networks where... Careful. I've, uh, I'm very nostalgic for the Kansas City Sunday afternoon movies. Like, that, it's a whole thing for me. That's what it was. It wasn't Kansas City. Yeah. It was... Yeah, it was, of course. Yeah, it was New York City. But, um, yeah, and they had it on. And so I started watching it, and it was late at night. And I remember my dad was like, he seems to be enjoying it. Do we let him stay up? And I was probably like five or six. And my mom was like, he should probably get some sleep. <laughs> now it was edited. It wasn't like, um, sure. uh, and my dad's like, no, let him stay up. He seems, and I, for some reason, like it really captured my interest. Maybe I was like seven or eight, but I remember lying on the living room floor at like midnight, finishing the movie up. Um, and I just, I just loved it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so that, that obviously predated. Yeah. Yeah. When I played, it was like junior high or high school and I loved it then. So I'd always been hooked on that aesthetic, that setting, um, from that, from watching Blade Runner. Well, floor. that's no more added pressure, like playing with a giant fanboy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been playing this for my whole life. I watch Blade Runner in the womb. Yeah. Uh, and and actually, I've got a surprise guest. Jason from AAC is about... Jason, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know. Might be the biggest uh, cyberpunk fan um, that I know. Uh, he's big, Yeah, big, big actually, song. my only exposure to this, other than today, when I went and I grabbed... Uh, I don't run and do some curbside some pickup um i i was like oh let me listen to like a, a recommended cyberpunk actual play it wasn't very good mm. but i have listened to the uh alcoholic adventure cabal uh ran by jason and that was great and then his blade runner and then other than we've talked about how your m space briefly kind of like is adjacent to mm. uh cyberpunk yeah i just don't have a lot of exposure in terms of rpg stuff yeah but, but you're are you excited i assume you're excited to run it Oh my gosh, I'm I'm very excited for this. I'm really like excited to dive into the cyberpunk world. You know, I'm a big Judge Dredd fan, which is right. you could like you could just throw Judge Dredd. Like they're a little bit different, right? Yeah. Um, but not necessarily. It depends on the interpretation and stuff. Yeah. Similar vibes for sure. Nice. Well, anyway, I'm also excited just to like I mean I loved all the solo stuff and the one shots, but um, the idea of spending a little time with something is uh, also good. Yeah, we're going to try to for us to carry this through the end of the year. And then hopefully, knock on wood, we'll be rejoined by Patrick, who, as you can see, is not here tonight. Yeah. yeah. I was counting on him to have trivia, so. <sighs> All right. Uh, candle shit? I don't know. I, what, what's our backup? Um, no, I've got a trivia question if you want. Sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, the last trivia question was kind of interesting in the answer, but 
painful in terms of what the actual question was. So here's something that hopefully is a little more straightforward. Pilot episode, Dale Cooper's first scene. He's dictating into the t- recorder and he's uh, telling Diane little bits of information. Okay. One of the things that he mentions is what he ate for lunch on the way into Twin Peaks. So I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions. It doesn't matter if you get them, but I, I figured uh, first one, do you remember what the order was? What did he eat? Um, or any any part of the order? Was it a salad? How dare you? Uh, no, it wasn't a salad. Man. I'm like, this is relatively fresh in my mind, too, because we looked at, like, I listened to that a lot when we had you record the the intro bit for <laughs> right, that was the, Black Lodge Trivia Night. The cadence, yeah. Yeah, um, and then we changed, like, we I changed his order to the dice you buy. Oh, right, 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 uh, right, right. Dang, no, I can't remember at all. All right, so the order was a tuna fish sandwich, whole wheat, cherry pie, and a cup of coffee. Salad. No, um, okay. I see like Waldorf salad for some reason. I like, I don't know why that was in my head. That actually I could kind of see. It's sort of like a bizarro Americana kind of salad, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm not bizarro, but you know what I mean. Um, feels like the Lynch salad. Right, right. Um, okay, another part of the question. Uh, do you remember the restaurant that he ate in on the way into Twin Peaks? No. 20? no. no. Uh, it was called the Lamp Lighter Inn. Okay. And then just good for kicks. What would you guess the cost is roughly? It was like three dollars and sixty-seven cents. I don't know. Oh, you almost—it's a couple of those numbers were transposed. It was six dollars and thirty-one cents. And he said, "Diane, if you're ever up this way, it's worth making a stop." Nice. I was watching episode two recently. Oh, nice. And I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if I can—I can like pull some trivia out of out of this." Oh, episode two—I mentioned this—is like a really bizarre. You have this very weird opening where Jerry shows up with a bunch of bread. Mm. And like they're almost like stoners. They're so excited for the bread. Yeah. And Ben Horn's wife, I don't remember Mrs. Horn's name. She's not that big a character. But Ben Horn's wife is just like disgusted by the fact that Jerry's <laughs> And then they go to One-Eyed Jacks. And so like you have this bizarre opening and then like One-Eyed Jacks gets real serious real quick with like a really very dark tone. Yeah. And it's just like, what an abrupt, like, all right, kids. Well, not kids, but like, all right, it's Friday night. Let's find out who killed Laura Palmer. And then you turn around and you're like, what the heck are these sonar guys doing? Oh, look, like <laughs> now they're going to this like human trafficking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's really dark after this, like kind of really light, kind of weird wackadoo scene, which is like, I mean, that's like Twin Peaks to a T, but I was just right. like, whoa, this is, um, Abrupt. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's Lynch to a T. Like you know the opening of um, Blue Velvet, like you know whistling white picket fences, and then you find yes. a severed ear, and you're like, oh, oh man, Blue Velvet. That's a good one. Anyway, Blue Velvet. Anyways, that's enough business. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do some cyberpunkin. Nice. So one one thing, you know, I have this uh, courtesy of you, Art. We have this beautiful black backsplash here. That definitely has some cyberpunk vibes, but this probably doesn't fit Night City in the Time of the Red. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is pre, for those of you who played Cyberpunk 2077, this is pre-2077 is my understanding. Yes. Um, and it's after the fourth corporate war and a nuke gets dropped in all these like satellites and there's, you know, intercontinental ballistic missiles and all this stuff. There's all this fallout. And for this this period of time, there's this red tinge to the air and night city is in this like built night city is the classic 
uh, setting for uh, cyberpunk. I mean, that's like where everything is based and set, and that's where we're going to be. Um, but it's not, maybe not as bright and, and build up as you see in this picture here. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting twist because, um, like, obviously the original was 2020. I think Red is like 2040-ish, 70. Yeah, I think 40. so. That's what we thought, right? And then Cyberpunk video game takes it another 30 years into the future. I find all that kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not completely like post-nuclear, post-apocalyptic, quite to like the Judge Dread levels, but it does seem to have this, I don't know, like dirtier, and I mean like dustier dirtier redder dirt in the air vibe to it um yeah. is kind of what i was reading yeah and and one of the things i thought was interesting is it feels like in 2020 and in your classic cyberpunk the corporations are these all-powerful entities and i uh-huh. feel like what i was reading in red is after the nuke went off a lot of governments like okay time out <laughs> you know and really cracked down and it sort of created a little bit more of a balance they did is my understanding but also there's like these new neocorps right mm-hmm. and so like now i think there's kind of and again you probably know more than me i'm still processing this like this is one of the few core rule books that i will read from cover to cover yeah i mean like a lot of stuff like i don't think i've read alien cover to cover just because like i don't need to right you know like i, I get the core rules i read the stuff i want to read and if i'm not using a bunch of alien species i'm not going to use i don't have to read them you know this i'm reading through end to end um Anyways, but so there's like new neocorps rising up. So right. that's another thing. Like if if you're like, wait a second, that's not a Sokka or something like that. Then it's like, well, yeah, because now there's this there's room for this new corp to rise up or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, I'm going on and on here. I, I love these kinds of settings and I'm obviously very excited. Yeah, no, I feel like the more we share, the better. Um, again, because this is an unfamiliar setting to me. And so, yeah, this is I don't think I've said it, but this is obviously a zero session as you probably saw in the title. And because of balance, what, I don't know if I mentioned this start or not, maybe very briefly right before we started, Art's gonna make a character and he's gonna be the driving force to make all the decisions. I will make a character to go along with that. And then if I feel like we need it, we'll do like a third NPC that somehow assists the teams. But Art is in the driver's seat, I'm gonna be GMing. And we're gonna do some modified stories out of Tales of the Red, which I've read through a few of these. They're great. I really like them. Uh, they're very well written. and But we're going to put our own twist on them and do our own kind of thing. Of course. Cool. And I guess before we dive into like character creation, you have any questions or concerns about the campaign? Uh, no. Gonna be a- no. And, and I think, you know, we talked a little bit about it beforehand, just so you know, to give Matt a little bit of a heads up and just so everybody's out there knows the the role I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing a fixer. Nice. Um, and I, I shared this a little bit with Matt. I don't know. I, I'm not a great role player. I'm not a great actor. But part of the inspiration for the fixer in my mind is the character from Die Hard. Is it Hallis? Ha- um, he's like, Booby, come on, John. You know, it's that guy from the boardroom. Who's just like yeah. the slimiest, and he's also got like coke coming out of his nose, and and uh, and then he gets his brains blown out. Yeah, tries to smooth over the uh, exactly the like I'm just, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk my way through this. I don't know if it's gonna be quite that slimy, but there's that element to it because fixers in my mind tend to be a lot of talk, sales, people, um, connections, you know, 
So, yeah, that's that's sort of a little bit of what I'm hearing in my head when I look in the mirror. I love it. I uh, love it. So, so you're going to be playing a fixer. Yes. Uh, you want to tell us exactly what a fixer is in Cyberpunk? Yeah, so a fixer is basically... Um, you know, the, the quick synopsis is dealmakers, organizers, information brokers in the post-war midnight markets of the street. So in my mind, it's basically the person you go to when you need something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in the in the book, you can have sort of specialties. Uh, some research I did outside of the book even suggested like, hey, you know, let your GM know like you if you want a specialty, like, hey, I'm really good with, you know, you know, getting rid of dead bodies or you know or getting, government or like court contacts or yeah yeah you know it's it's cool to have a special i think they even give you some tables to help with that in the book yeah they do yeah so uh so first thing you can see my character sheets up here and i think i can just drag fixer onto the character nice. sheet look at that uh and it looks like you know it does some things like there's certain skills you can see here that have to have a base two in it looks like it does that for you um and it looks like it gives you if you were going to use like the point buy system it gives you a default of six uh because that i think one two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah because i think that's roughly the number of points you're allowed to spend um yeah, i think you can spend 72 oh is it 72 um, okay so maybe yeah because then you'd be able to bump some up and we can yeah. either do we can either do the buy or we can do there's a few different ways we can uh yeah, we yeah. And again, of course, I'm now I'm jumping ahead. So I guess what we do is no, we... So step one, you know, on page 42 in the book, they have a really good flow chart of what you do. We picked our role. So now we set our role's ability to four. And our role's ability, and I think in this case, it's um, it's not street-wise. Is it street... Your role ability is operator. Oh, it's operator. Okay. Yep. Um... And maybe it automatically does that for you. I'm trying to see if it's on the sheet. Uh, click on roll. Um, like oh, down there. It, okay. Yeah. Operator Sorry there. haggle. Yes, got it. Got it. So yeah. there you go. That's set. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So I'm just seeing this for the first time. No, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, so every kind of class, every role in Cyberpunk has its own ability. And yeah, we'll. we'll I'm sure we'll learn more about arts, but basically. The fixer allows them to to get the things that need to get done. So I'm assuming it's some kind of deal that lets you have get access to things when you need them, or or something like that, maybe on on the fly or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking up here, and it says that um, uh, teamwork. Yeah, so it, it yeah it does have a section where it breaks down every single one, and um, I'm not gonna get into it too much right now. I'll just put a marker here for when we need it. Sure. Uh, okay, so. So next, um, if you don't, if there's nothing else you really want to say about being a fixer, not yet. Which no. yeah, um, then we run your life path, which is which is pretty cool. I think uh, yes. I don't know if I've done this in a lot of other games, but it's basically the kinds of character creation questions I like to ask in a more like kind of procedural way. And so, art you can always pick on your own or you can do the d10 and go random but if you click on life path to the right it has them in kind of the order that we would go in anyways oh nice look at that and then you can click the gear and you can kind of type in what you end up getting okay 
So the first one is your cultural region, and then you'll pick one of the languages tied to those cultures and then have a base ability of four in that uh, language. Okay, so the question is... Um... So what's kind of cool is, and I would have to, I would have to do some digging here, but in the example they mentioned that um, that character rolls up something from Sub-Saharan Africa, and like I guess Africa is like undergoing like a technological boom or something like that. So it's it's like cool. It's like your cultural origin and cyberpunk doesn't necessarily have to be from. I'm from Europe. Like you can tie that. I think there's world building done, obviously, um, with some ramifications for 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 character building. I'm gonna grab a Kleenex real quick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, media roll, and I'm just looking up. Uh, this is credibility, but I feel like the credibility team exec role. So I'm wondering if I'm missing where it lists the fixer. You're looking for the fixer's role. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to look it up really quickly, but yeah, page one fifty nine. One oh one. I was just shy of it. Okay. Um, so. Operator ranks, yes, there we go. Perfect, I appreciate that. Um, so, so what do you think? Should I just roll a d10 and see what happens, or is this, I, I don't want to... No, this won't, this won't matter. I mean, if anything, it'll just give me more. Cool. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I'll do, um, yeah, I'll do it randomly. Why not? Uh, oh. Slash roll 1d10. Oh, Three is Western European, okay. Nice. Um, okay, so let's see. Cultural origins. Let me do... Uh, that would be Western European. And I also got to say, um, once again, we get the pleasure of working with a really good foundry module. Yeah, and this is base. I, none of this was paid for. So yeah, yeah, this like... is... Exactly, this is free. Um, just getting rid of all my crap so I can see my keyboard. I'm old. Okay, so then languages. Um, it says pick one in your group. Uh, Dutch, English, French, German, Italian, Norwegian, Portuguese, Spanish. I'll pick Dutch. <laughs> of course. <laughs> why not, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that takes care of that. Uh, now I get four points in the language skill of Dutch. Uh, let me see. Awareness uh, body. So it's under. I don't know how you would add that. Let's see. I'm guessing it would be under, is it social? Well, it's under education skills education. where your language is at. I mean, I don't know where you would add Dutch to that. Mm, all right. Well, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, just we'll have to <laughs> You know what? I'd, <laughs> if it becomes relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh, look, there's a whole list. Oh, of here the... it is. Here it is. I've got it. I'll drag it on. You here. got it? It's okay. in the continuum and you can drag it out. Nice. Interesting that they broke it all out. They don't just put like a generic language and uh There you go. Four and Dutch. Yeah, and it's got the whole compendium and I think it's got it's got the core, black chrome, which is a bunch of like other stuff like um weapons and upgrades and things like that. And then DLC, which is more things like that. So again, all of that stuff is built in the compendium for yeah, pretty good good module. Nice. And uh, yeah, so you dragged it to my uh, sheet, you said? Yeah, so now you should see under educational skills above street slang, which is what everyone speaks, uh, the Dutch. There we go. It can scroll down. Perfect. And it's at four. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so that takes care of step one. 
All right. Only about 90 of these more to go. Right. So step two is run your life path. Uh, so there's two sort of life paths to do. One is your general life path, and then one is role-based. So I think we're going to do our general one first. Oh, yeah. No, that's what we're in the midst of. That's what we're actually doing. <laughs> Forget I said that. So now, yeah, you are right. We're going to do two of these life paths questions. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. So now step two is your personality roll 1d10. Uh, so let me see. What I might do is I might, um, I might create a macro real quick if I'm able to. And just call this. I will allow it. 1d10. I'm just going to put it using the chat just like that. Save that macro. So now I can just click. And I get shy and secretive. Now, if you don't like that, don't feel obligated to take it. Yeah, but me, if you want to, if you want to roll with it, that's cool too. Let me. Yes, I am going to take it because oh, okay. then the booby Hans. That's not really him. That's like you know, you know how Beyonce says when she goes on stage, she has to take on a character in order not to get stage fright. Uh, no, but sure. <laughs> uh, so that's I think sort of what this is so shy okay okay so the i know we don't have a name for him yet but like maybe the real I need to... arthur belichick the third is <laughs> shy and secretive but the fixer like handle like shades shades mcglide is a <laughs> is a persona is the booby baby exactly and he and it's uh and yeah and, he, and it's actually like work it exhausts him to be uh that yeah. other person okay i like it you know what I'm gonna choose? My I'm gonna choose uh where do I put my name? I'm gonna choose Let me try this. You know what? Let me uh, uh, let me see. Uh what was that Die Hard? What was that guy's name? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's I'm gonna use his first name. Uh his character was Ellis. Okay, yeah, I like it. I knew it started with an E and or I thought it started with an E. Um uh, Ellis. Ellis, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ellis is good enough. How about that? I don't need sure. to have we'll it. flush that out more. Yeah. I want to know if that's what people call you, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, so we've done shine secretive. Now we're going to do dress and personal style. Again, it's a yeah. D10. Uh, now I'm going to do a separate D10 for clothing and hairstyle. So here's for clothing yeah, yeah. A three, which is urban flash, baby. Urban Flash. Okay. Yes. I've got a. I think I've got a sample here for you to see what uh, Urban Flash is actually. Oh yeah. I should be able to. Uh, yeah. Roll your hairstyle. I will. Uh, I will snip this in. Hairstyle is striped. Yeah. So Urban Flash is like a combination of flashy streetwear with technology. Yes. Um. So I think. Can I just paste in a token? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have a an, an image? Are you able to drop it in? Well, I'm I'm trying. You do your thing. Okay. So that is my clothing style and hairstyle. Next is affectation. You are never without. Now I'm gonna roll a random one. Let me see what I get. I got three ritual scars. If, hmm, I would like to, I think, I'd like to pick in this one. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And this one, I'm going to specifically pick mirror shades 
because nice. of the fact that I try to stay secretive. You know, I don't want people reading the poker face. So, you know, I keep the mirror shades on at almost all times. Um, so in this case, I'm going to pick that because of the secretive. Okay, so next you go to what do you value most? Okay, there you go. There's Urban Flash. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. Let me... Uh... Oh, look at that. Look at that. Huh. I think that... Yeah. Very nice. What was your hairstyle? Sorry, I was, I was busy pulling up the Urban Flash sample. Oh, no, no. Uh, hairstyle is striped. What is striped? Um, I assume it's just dyed multiple colors. Did I or did I read that right? Let me double check. Stripes, yeah. Okay. Like tiger stripes. Yeah. All right. Um, Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, like Joe Exotic. Although oh. he's like a piece of trash, so maybe we shouldn't like idolize him or anything. But like maybe. Right. I guess that's like layered. That's not really striped. It's kind of. Yeah, I, I sort of picture it like those NFL pants. Um, the, what are the NFL? Oh, like that bold of stripage? Not like a lot of stripes, like one, like, like one bold or like two bold stripes? No, I mean it. like the Zubaz. Do you know Zubaz? Oh, yeah, I know Zubaz. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the kind I, of I think it meant like pants the NFL players were. No, yeah, I meant the Zubaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah okay. Let's... Yeah, the Chiefs ones are pretty sweet, by the way. They're like, yeah. <laughs> You wearing them right now? <laughs> no, I wish. I had a buddy who had a sweet pair of Chiefs. Damn, now I want some Zubaz, man. I know. We're get, getting off track. This is not sponsored by Zubaz. Yet. Yet. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, I just did the mirror shades. All right. So, Urban urban Flash. So, you're flashy. There's no... Uh, you're shy and secretive, but also you wear the mirror shades to, uh, to mask that shy secret. But you still have a very loud exterior with your Zubaz hair <laughs> yes and your uh cool cool yes cool. all right so now next up is our motivations and relationships which is just, um, this is good stuff this one yes this and one. i'm gonna roll 1d10 once on each column there's two columns the first column a 10 uh friendship Ooh, interesting that's not what i expected which is also interesting because it's almost directly at odds with what a fixer is and what a fixer has to do. Um, some of the, some of the things I was looking at, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, one core idea to a fixer is you got to get paid, you know, yeah. like you're a middleman. So if you're not charging for the things that you give and some people say like, you should even charge people in your own party. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, and, well, and, maybe, I mean, that could still be the drive for you act this way and you're a fixer and you charge everyone for everything because of some, friendship that you value more than anything right i don't know what that i feel like this is getting very freudian <laughs> like i'm shy on the inside so i compensate with this loud exterior but really all i want is a friend um okay so the second column yeah. is Isn't feelings it? about people a seven is people are obstacles to be destroyed if they cross me <laughs> love it Let love it the, all right So it sounds like the problem might be me. <laughs> <laughs> I will want to know, like, what is, like, if friendship matters, if, like, some friend or some friendship matters most. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out here then. 
Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So then next is the th um, things you value most. I guess that'd be a most valued possession. Oh, wait. No, no. Because there's. Yeah, uh, there's two of them. There's two of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, most valued person. Yeah. Got it. This first one is a person, even though. Okay. An eight is a public figure. Oh, interesting. I think this is going to be. I think I'm the guy that killed John Lennon. <laughs> um, or shot Ronald Reagan to impress Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my gosh. Okay, a public figure. All right. Travis Bickle is my new name. <laughs> That's the guy from Taxi Driver, right? <laughs> oh, nice. Good pull. Um, okay. Uh, so that's the most valued. I got to pick a person. That's going to be interesting. I'll have to figure that out. Yeah, we need to flesh that out some more. And yeah. is that your friend or is that someone else? Um, oh, God. Like, I think most friends... valued. Can, it could be different. Like, that could be different. Like, are they the most valued person because you want to destroy them? Like, that's why you value. Like, oh. or is it. Are they the most, like, important? I don't think it specifies. I guess. And I guess friendship doesn't necessarily imply that you have a friend either like you said like you value friendship most that doesn't necessarily mean you have, have any, any right right and that uh, could be the thing that could be that dark center that you know i take it out on people because the actuality is i might be an asshole so i can't make friends but i blame everybody else um all right so let's see most valued possession is a what i roll a three a piece of clothing oh Okay. Um, so it feels like it might be too easy and obvious to make it the mirror shade. So maybe there's some other piece of clothing. Um, it's your Zubaz. I think I have Zubaz that match my hair. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't know. I don't know how, like, I guess I've never been attached to a piece of clothing like that. So it's hard to. So maybe, okay. I'll come back to that. Okay. Piece of clothing. Here's, you know what? I'm going to come back to it by coming back to it right now. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to probably forget. Piece of clothing. So maybe underneath this whole flashy Zubaz to the nines exterior. Um, underneath it, I'm wearing like an old sort of torn t-shirt. It's your first communion shirt. <laughs> My first communion <laughs> dress, sir. Um, and... <laughs> no, the the T-shirt belongs to the friend. Mm. Friend's gone, due to oh. a public figure. So that's why people are an obstacle. The T-shirt is a rally, political rally for that public figure. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> but maybe, yeah. So maybe the thing I valued most is friendship, but the friendship's gone. Um, it was because of the. The fault of a public figure, and that's why people are obstacles to be destroyed. They cross me because the public figure is a target for me, mm. aka mm. Travis Bickle. Ellis has small ships. Ellis has big ships, <laughs> but he knows that the best ships are friendships <laughs> that were sunk by the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that were sunk by the bastard public figure to be determined. Right. Uh, okay, so maybe that's the, the president. The president of, yes, Corp. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, now your background. Uh, again, it's going to be another 1d10. Basically, it's 1d10s almost all the time, except for maybe damage, yeah, yeah. which is d6 or something. Um, 
Here we go. I rolled an eight, which means megastructure Warren rats. Because that's my. So what are those like? Like, uh, like something people that live in like a mega city is that a? I don't. Yeah, so it says you grew up in one of the huge... So, as you mentioned, like, there was an... Oh, there's a description here. That's helpful. <laughs> right, right. So, you mentioned, like, a nuke went off, a big war went off, uh, a corporate war, the fourth corporate war. And um, in the aftermath and destruction, you know, these these uh, these megastructures went up after the war. And, um, you know, it was just, like, a little hole that we managed to call home. So, could have been worse off, I guess. Uh, so let me see. Mega structure Warren rats. Okay, so the next thing is childhood environment. A nine. In a drift nat nation, a floating offshore city. Oh, interesting. That is a meeting place for all kinds of people. All right. Did you ever read Snow Crash? Uh, it's on my list. Okay, uh, I, I want to read it because everyone says that's this. Once I started reading this, I was like, "Oh, I want some uh, cyberpunk fiction." All right, I, I then I'll say no more. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed Snow Crash. I enjoyed. I mean, they're all like the classic ones. I enjoyed um, Neuromancer. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple others that I read as well. I read a couple by Will, William Gibson. I enjoyed them all. Um, What's your favorite? Uh, who? Neuromancer was my favorite just for being pure cyberpunk, but he wrote a book where the lead character is sort of trying to decipher um, bits of like a digital video, or maybe everybody's trying to decipher and put together the puzzle. Um, and I thought the idea, I remember really liking the idea of that book um, in the moment, um, but I can't remember... I mean, you know, I saw the movie Johnny Mnemonic, but I never, I did mm. pattern recognition and I thought it was a pretty, I really enjoyed it. Pattern recognition. Yeah. But Neuromancer is definitely the classic. It's the most more than, cyberpunk. More than Snow Crash? Like, uh, just yeah. in terms of enjoyment for reading. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For me personally, I enjoyed Neuromancer myself. Um, Have you read the Altered Carbon books? I haven't. No. I've seen some of the show and I enjoyed it and I need to finish it, but I have not. Um, the Pope, uh, not the Poe. Uh, character in the show just like the fact that the building <laughs> oh my gosh do i have a type place is a character like literally the hotel is a character in altered carbon it's pretty <laughs> awesome all right um offshore city um let me see that is a meeting place for all kinds of people okay place for all kinds of people there we go uh, okay, so next is our family crisis. Let's roll 1d10. Now, again, if I can sort of shape something into this narrative, I will. If, I, if the roll doesn't do it. Um, so your family is cursed with a hereditary feud that has lasted for generations. All right. Uh, a hereditary feud. Hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, if, you know, sins yeah, of the father. Um, right. Family is cursed with... Okay. The great thing about doing this and recording is everybody can see that one I can't spell or type. That has lasted for generations. Okay. Uh, friends. Here we go. This might be a big one. 
seven. Friends relation. Oh, no, no. First, I've got to roll uh, a d10 and subtract seven to see how many friends I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is zero. Okay. Um, which sort of makes sense. You've made no friends in your life so far. Okay. Um, oh, right. That's how many I made. Uh, so maybe the whole thing. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. That, no, that still works. Like, I was just like, mm. that wasn't like a point. Like, sure, you made one. Now they're gone. Yeah. Right, right. So doesn't have to be that low. Back to zero. Yeah. Um, okay. Then the next one is my enemies. First roll 1d10 and subtract seven. Determine how many enemies you made. Let's see. Ooh. Of course, the artiest <laughs> art outcome of art outcomes. Yes. Uh, three enemies. All right. You got to roll for each of them. Uh, yeah. So one is, let's see, 10. Uh, booster ganger. Okay. Is there enough room for all this? Uh, let's see. A booster ganger. Uh, then you have to say what went wrong. Um, yep. You can choose. Um, let me see. I'm going to say... Uh, bam. It's going so well until I just crash into a wall here. Um, I'm going to say caused a major public humiliation. Okay, so a boomer ganger embarrassed you somehow. Uh, booster ganger. Yeah. Maybe they like stiffed you on a job. Okay. Or I'm just I'm just like trying to think it out and like. Um, and everyone knows, you know, like you're the fixer. You put this job together and they cut you out as the middleman. Mm. And uh, that's not good for a fixer's reputation. No, that's the death of it. Okay, cool. Now the second enemy is an eight corporate exec. Oh, of course. That's going. And what went wrong? Uh, oh, I forgot to do. What can they throw at you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, this is for the booster ganger. Yep. They can throw a six at me. <laughs> an entire oh, an gang. An entire gang. Makes sense. Of course. Makes sense. An entire gang. I probably should have just picked that, honestly, but worked out. Okay, the corporate exec. Um, what caused it? Let's say I'm going to make this one you just don't like each other because maybe that's part of the hereditary feud. Mm. If I can remember that. And then what can this exec throw at me? They can throw a nine. The powerful, powerful corporation. corporation. <laughs> okay. Um, Amazon, Google, Facebook, <laughs> everyone who's listening. Jeez. I know, really. Okay, and then three, the third enemy is a... I think my Pixel phone somehow heard you saying... <laughs> All of a sudden, like, the, the helper popped up, and I'm like, I didn't say it. Uh, an eight. But you're wearing headphones. 
Yeah, I know. They're open back, so like some of the oh, yeah. sound filters. Um, mm, that's what they tell you on right, exactly. all our devices. <laughs> um, that's another corporate exec, so I'm going to skip that and roll again. Yep. A three is an estranged relative. Uh, what went wrong? Oh, I choose what went wrong. <laughs> Romantic rival. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Uh, let's see. Deserted or betrayed oh, the other. Nice. And then what can they throw at you? Just themselves and a close friend. Nice. Those worked out nicely. And I'm a little jealous. They have a friend to throw at. <laughs> That's all they have to say. <laughs> you know what, Alice? Meet my friend. <laughs> <gasps> you son of a bitch. Um, okay, so that's that. And now... Yeah, sweet revenge for each of them. Oh, oh, oh. Crap. We're not done. Uh, let's see. Sweet revenge. What are you going to do about it? Um, an eight for, for the, the first one is here. verbally attack them. Sure. That seems weak. They <laughs> <laughs> call them names. <laughs> you booster ganger scum. Okay, the second one, what am I going to do about it? Uh, did I roll a number a three, which is go to a murderous rage and rip their face off? Okay. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. It's the hereditary feud. The, the feud, yeah. Yeah. yeah the Scorp exec's going to have to be flushed out more. Rip their face off. And then finally, the estranged relative, the creepy uncle. Um, what am I going to do about that guy? A four. Murderous rage. All right. I guess I got, <laughs> I got two gears. <laughs> Either I <laughs> mock you or I <laughs> rip, your, <laughs> rip your face off. Okay, now is it time for lovers? Tragic love affairs. Past <laughs> lovers, not current. All right, so again, you do a D10, subtract 7, see how many you got. Ooh, two. Two. Uh, let's see. What happened? A six. Your lover went Ooh, insane or cyber, cyber psycho. psycho? I like cyber psycho. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, Cyber Psycho is basically going to the point where, and this can happen to art or any of our characters, where your empathy determines your level of humanity. If your empathy is six, you have 60 humanity. And every time you put in new cyber modifications, and there can be other things that affect your humanity as well. Um, basically, you get to the point where your body can't differentiate from being real and machine anymore. And then so you're in a state of cyber psychosis. Love it. And I think I'm going to have that be sort of the motivation for. So what do I value most? It was this relationship. Oh, this one. And I lost her a bit to cyber psychosis mm -hmm. and the public figure maybe is somehow connected to the site. Like, I don't know if it's the head oh. of a cyberware company, if it's, but it's somebody I'm going to hold accountable 
And maybe that's the corporate exec enemy. I was going to say, I mean, that doesn't necessarily tie into the hereditary feud, hereditary feud, where you can move that around, but, mm-hmm. and maybe it does, maybe it still ties in somehow. Right. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, okay. And then I guess I got to find out what went wrong with relationship number two. Um, I think if I, uh, I don't want to, okay, let's see what I get. 10. Okay. Trigger warning, you know, for, you know, for some people that might pick up this book. Um, one of the options is that your lover died by suicide. Just be aware of that. Um, there's, you know, this is, there's some kind of edgy, tougher stuff in this book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so good, good call. Yeah, just be aware of that. And so th- what I was about to say was like, if that came up, I wasn't going to use it. Um, but um, this lover was imprisoned or exiled. Uh, she got deported. Um, why did she get deported? Uh, I'm just going to say imprisoned or exiled. And um, maybe I put her there. Oh. Uh, but why? Well, I mean, that's the thing. People are obstacles to be destroyed if they cross me. So maybe, Ooh. maybe I was did something unbelievably petty um, for some perceived wrong that may not have actually been true, but I'm just such a terrible uh, shy and secretive person (laughs) that um, (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so that's the tragic love affairs. Next is the wrap-up. Now for the wrap-up, we have to choose a life goal or you can roll. I'll try rolling, see what it gives me. I get to two, which is gain power and control, which I feel like could fit. Yeah, if you think it could fit. Um, get rid of a bad reputation. Again, that could be like, you know, undo the humiliation. Cause pain and suffering when it crosses you. That's sort of already covered. Um... You know what? Let me let me do get rid of a bad reputation. Let's have that be tied into the booster gang that um, screwed me. Okay. All right. Uh, and I need to do all this because I need to. I guess it's all connected. Be able to get within the circles I need to get into to take care of this corporate exec that killed my one true love. <laughs> Your one true friend. My one true friend. Exactly. Um, nice. Okay. Okay. So, so then you go to page 66. Yes. So there we go. That is our life path. Now we go to our roles path. Yep. Uh, so the first question is, uh, let me confirm this. Uh, let me go back to role. Does that have uh no, I think you just got to put it in notes. On the okay. Life there. That's perfectly. Okay. Uh, so then it becomes, what kind of fixer are you? Roll one to 10 or work with your GM to choose one. Um, so this is sort of what we were saying, like, you know, what is your specialty now, Matt, I'm sort of indifferent at the moment. Is there something that you think could be interesting? You've read the adventures or anything, or is it just something roll the dice and see what happens? Um, I, I don't think any of these necessarily, what, what's interesting is like, if if we were really doing this, mm-hmm. I don't imagine a fixer being the one like going on jobs. Right. That's not going to happen. You're going to go on jobs. Yes. 
unless you really want to play role play deal negotiating and instruction giving. <laughs> Hold on, I got to take this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the role playing game. <laughs> exactly, you nailed it. And done, scene. That's Cyberpunk Red. Um so but like none of these are like I I don't foresee us, you know, like starting off like necessarily like tracking down mills like weapons you know right. like that's just kind of like running the mill i have some other ideas in mind um so maybe it's just unless you don't like this maybe it's just like you do it all hmm. okay like, like you are a jack of all trades yeah um and that doesn't mean you're bad in it like you can legitimately do them all and that was kind of your reputation and you still have a good reputation maybe it's just like now people see you as a little bit of soft because you let that uh, booster gang yeah. cut you out of a deal. Yeah. Like, you still bring the good deals, and you still piece them together, and you get your hands dirty, I think would be another thing. Yeah, that that all sounds great. Okay, perfect. Uh, so then, we go from there. Uh, got a partner or work alone? It's gonna be... So we talked, Sorry, we talked beforehand, and I used some GM fiat here. Yeah. And we're gonna say you have a partner. But, based off how your backstory... Um, I'm thinking like a little bit of, I was going to say Turner and Hooch, but that's the Tom Hanks movie, mm. uh, Starsky and Hutch. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, Oh, if you're going to roll friends, then maybe like your partner is like your number two, you know, Bay <laughs> has always been there for you. But now I think it's like, I don't know. Maybe you had to bring someone on so you don't get screwed. I don't know. Why do you have to? Why did you have to bring a partner? So like, roll your partner role. Yeah, let's see what they tell say. Me like, why? Uh, why you had to bring them on? Like, why the? Yeah. So I'm gonna make a quick macro for one d six, um, and boom, one d six. Save macro. Unless no. Okay. Roll to three. Uh, possible, possible romantic. Possible romantic partner. Hmm. Okay, so there. Okay, so there's that, and then although does that feel like it fits, or do we just make it fit? <laughs> well, I mean, the partner is me. <laughs> then goddamn, we're absolutely. No, I one, don't. Uh, I don't know. Does it like? How I mean, you deported your last one, <laughs> and you're still obviously hung up on your the first the, one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it it could be we can also make our own, right? Like, well, the one that sort of jumped out at me as I was skimming them was secret partner with corporate connections. But Ooh. this wouldn't be secret. But like, maybe I brought the person on because, like, like a like a slight nepo baby, like an ends okay. to a mean. Okay, Means I kind of like this because that could look like that can look like so many different things. Like, is it a solo with corporate ties that maybe has like finally bought out their contract for all the, like, you know, like people like sell their souls to to corpos and then are like never free. But like maybe the solo who's like got all this sick gear to give you firepower. Or if we need like a medic, is it someone who's like got ties like medtech or something like that? And now you've brought in, or is it a yeah. I, th I think we can see what that shapes out and what you feel like you need in the group. Yeah, let's. And then they just have some kind of tie to. Um, and is it secret, or do we want to just be out in the open? It's a partnership, and. Well, they're going to be with you on the adventure. So yeah, then let's skip the secret part. Um, okay. That's what I figured. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Then we have to do what is your office like? Yeah. Um, and that's going to be another D6. I have an idea here. Sure. Uh, but it doesn't. you don't have to do it. No, no, no. Uh, throw, throw it at me. Okay. Oh, shit. There's a whole bunch of shit on this. Um, all right. So, Cyberpunk, when I think, like, bars and stuff, I'm thinking, like, rock music, like, the, the cyber rock music, flashing lights, go-go dancers, bright, bright, bright. I think your bar is maybe, like, the opposite of that. Hmm. And you have a, it still has neon lights, but it's not as offensive. Mm-hmm. And it's jazz. Right. All right. So, like, a, a cyberpunk jazz bar. Like, a yeah. Yeah, but the... like toned down a little bit, not packed, not nothing is ever blaring in there. If that's what I was envisioning when I was like, I want to play cyberpunk. Absolutely, but, yeah. I'll, I'll say as a like an off the beaten path jazz bar. So it's not usually too crowded. It's run down. Is it run down? Like, is it? Yeah, you own it. Oh, it's your bar. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Cool. Run down. Nice. And is it like an, is it like a secret front or is it just, yeah, I own the bar and I'm a fixer. I think the latter. Like okay. I think people come in, you have a bartender and not your friend, but they, they keep the place clean mm-hmm. and they keep the riffraff out. Um, and you've got a little booth there or something, or you got a back office or something. Yeah. And, and people can come see you. So it's as always in sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I was thinking more cheers. Cheers. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, okay. So then the next question is. And your partner's Diane. And now there's this <laughs> will they, won't they? Right. Until she leaves on a plane. But in this case, I put it on her. Put her on it. <laughs> um, all right. So the next question is, what are your side clients? Roll 1d6 and choose one. Here we go. Or choose one. Let's see what they give us randomly. That's a 10. A 4. Local solos or other combat types who use you to get them jobs or contacts. Now, does that work? Or is there one on that list that you think might be more interesting for you? Uh, I like six. But I like all of them. I mean, again, if you're like this jack of all trades... Um, but what do you like? Because I can, I can tweak any of these. Uh, let's see. Well, I've already got the solo partner. Well, maybe. I mean, uh, if you want, I guess it depends on kind of how your skills get fleshed out. Like if you feel like when we leave character creation, you're like, oh, I'm not too bad at combat. Then maybe we don't need to, I don't need to roll up a solo. Okay. Um, but if you're like, oh, I'm weak as shit, then yeah, I will roll up a solo. Let's, uh, let's do six. Uh, that's when uh, local, uh, politicians, yeah, and like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like an info an information broker. Okay, I like that. Yeah, local politicians, and or yeah, maybe you've like carved out a little niche for that because you're tired of dealing with booster gangs after. Mm, yeah, and it also gets me closer to. Oh, there you go. The enemy. There you go. So while I'm finding out information for them, I'm keeping some for myself to exact revenge on the <laughs> person who killed my girlfriend with cyber psychosis uh finding out info okay who's gunning for you here we go 1d6 roll we've got 
enemy of a former client who wants to clean up loose ends. Do you think it could be part of that booster gang thing? Like, or that's just humiliation? Or is there a different option there that you prefer? That could no, be interesting. No, I don't have a I don't have a choice here at all. Okay, so yeah, what did I, ro I roll it for? So I'm just gonna go with enemy of a former client who wants to clean up loose ends. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, okay, so that's that. So then, after we do that, we've done all of our life paths. Yes. Now we go to stats. Yes. And there's a couple way to do stats. You can use a template, mm -hmm. and you can randomize the template. Like you can go to the fixer templates and just roll it up and and see what you get. You can do the fast and dirty, which is you roll 1d10 for each stat uh, and see what you get. And then there's the last one where you can just buy stats using 62 points like we talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. It's kind of interesting. In the original, I think... Yeah, you would just roll 1d10 like you're rolling up D&D &D stats, and you threw out any... I guess that's sort of what this number two does, because there's number no... Number two is close, yeah. Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's nothing below a three, so that's sort of what you did. Okay. Um, I think what I'll do is I'm going to... Oh, interesting, if you do the randomization. Okay. Uh, and what's the total, the point total? 60? 62. 62. Okay. So what I'm going to do is... You can't have anything lower than a two. Can't have anything higher than an eight. Yeah. So, man, what a um, tech cool. I think cool is an important stat for. Uh, what are the derived? Okay, that's hit points, and okay, that's not. So, like, der yeah, derived will be like your hit points are based off your body plus your will. Right. Your humanity is based off your empathy. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Let me look at the templates, because sure. I could, like, tweak the numbers, but I feel like... And so while Art looks at those, how, how um, Cyberpunk works is you have these core stats. And then you... Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm... I'm getting over COVID. I just have, like, the tail end uh, crap dealing with it. Um... So sorry about the sniffles and the coughs and the sneezes. Um, we have stats, and then we have skills that are all tied under those stats. So you'll have intelligence-based skills, and you have your intelligence stat. You add the skill score plus your intelligence score, and then you roll a d10, and that's your result. So it's a d10-based system using stats and skills. Yes. Uh, okay, so... I might, so what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to use a method. Well, I'm looking at the tables here. I could go random. But I'm just trying to get an idea. What I want is I want a decent reflex. Um, I know that. Man, I, I the, the reason why I want to use these tables is because I'll sort of get analysis paralysis and be here all night. Um... So what I want to do is let's um so I'm just sort of just looking. Let's get a because if you get a reflex of eight, 
it helps you dodge gunfire and not rely only on cover. It also helps with your uh, initiative. And yep. not that and I s- range weapons as well. Yes, yes. So I, not that I expect to be like a, like a super combat guy, but I don't want to die. And I want to be able sure. to be smart in a fight. So let me change that to an eight. Wow. All so right. I'm going to change something else to lower. Um, I'm going to change move to a five, body to a five. So it should still add up so far. Uh, what else might be important for? I guess does it say what's important for? 14, 20, 26, 32, 30, wait, 44. Where are you at? 62 already oh no no i was at 60 because it was 10 stats so maybe i don't I need to say yeah maybe yeah. i don't need to change these yet so now i'm at 62 so now as i change them i need to tweak yeah you're at 62 now. i'm gonna make my cool a seven make my move a five okay um and you know what i'm gonna make that a, i'm gonna make my body a five i'm gonna picture myself as a more wiry kind of guy uh, I think my empathy might be too high. I don't know if I should have like a lot of empathy given all the things I've been describing. Um, so I'm going to make that a five. I guess I make that a five. And I'm gonna make so it- if you want to dodge things, you want dex. Oh, is it dex as an eight? Yeah. Reflexes is um, initiative and range weapons. Got and it. Got dodge it, got it. is. Yeah. So I'll make that an eight. Okay. So I've, I want to be a little smarter. Uh, I want to be, you know, a little light on my feet, be a little cool. Um, I'm going to drop my move down to five and I'm going to up my, up my tech. And uh, I might stop there. Okay. Okay. So uh, 13, 21, 28, 35, 41, 47, 52, 62. Cool. All right. So your body is five and your will is six. So your new HP should be 40. It's got you there. Yep, it does. And your humanity should be 50 out of 50. 50 out of 50. Nice. Interesting that I didn't track that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so now we do skills. All right. Now, skills. Let me jump over to this tab here. Um, So it's already got the ones. And some things are cost double Double. to, like, do you see it there? Auto fire. It's two points to get that. Um, And, again, there's a couple different ways to do this. And if you need clarification or whatever they are, um, you can do... There's recommended skills. Just you take the template, same kind of deal. There is a like fast, fast and dirty method where here's all the skills for the fixer. You got to have at least two in each of them. And then there's the uh, the buy. You get eighty six if you want to buy. Eighty six. Um, yeah. Now the one thing I wasn't sure is if you take the template, do you st- do you end up? Does it end up? 86? Uh, that's a good question. I can find out real quick for you. Yeah, I just, uh, I guess I didn't technically check the math. And and 86, but that, you know, 
But 86, you have to deduct the two points for concentration, the two points for perception, right? Is that... That all counts against... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 86, yeah. Does the four points in the language, that also counts against it, right? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that one's free. Uh, Okay. We'll have to check. 46. 52. Fifty-eight, sixty-four, seventy, seventy-six, eighty-two, eighty-six. I count eighty-six. Okay, then yeah, that's that's where it should be. All right. Oh, was it eighty-six or eighty-two? I thought it was eighty-six. Yeah, it's eighty-six. Yeah. yeah. So you still get eighty-six. Okay, so if I go with one of these templates, it's not the end of the world. Okay. I mean, you could also go with the template, and we could always change it. To, yeah, let me like, start with the template. So it's athletics of two which is already there brawling of two which is helpful if you want to use human shields which i like the idea of i think dexterity yes dexterity is also part of the human shield check concentration of two got that uh conversation of six let's take a look at that i guess that would be under social skills conversation let's make that a six uh let's see do i change that here Did it do it? Did not. Um, let's see. Change it there. Okay, that okay, that did it. All right. You just change it on the sheet. Yeah, you don't have to go into it. Okay. Um, education of two. I guess I got a little bit of that. Got it. Uh, first, uh, evasion of six. That could be helpful. Uh, I guess that well, would be... Well, you wanted that, right? Yeah. That's what I was sort of thinking of. And that, I guess, would be a fighting? No. Dex. Dex. No. It's definitely a deck. I'm just trying to see uh, evasion. Yes, it's a fighting skill. That's a oh, okay. six. Okay. Oh, they don't break it out by stat. They break it out by group. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first aid of two. I guess that would be education. No. Technique. First aid two. Okay, I got that. Human perception. Um. Is that a social skill? Human perception. Let's make that a six. I kind of like where this is going so far. Overall, okay. Just because I don't really know how it'll play out. Um, language skills. Uh, but is street? Yeah, street slang is a language. Okay. Make that a four. Okay. Um, next is local home. Local expert. Local expert. Okay. Uh, so that would be six i guess that makes sense yeah and uh perception of two that might be one that i tweak but maybe not um that's a an awareness skill too okay persuasion of four okay let's make that a four Stealth of two. That one I might tweak, but I don't know how. Stealth of... Okay. Bribery. See, I feel like I need the bribery. Um, I'm going to make bribery a four. Okay. And so make, you have two points banked, right? Yeah. So I'm going to... Yeah, two points. I'm going to put those into stealth. Oh, okay. So I'm going to make that a four instead. Okay. Uh, business. That would be under, is it social? No. Actually, let's, uh, let's tweak that. Let's make uh, bribery a five and let's make business a five instead of a six. Okay. 
Uh, forgery. I definitely want to keep that high. Nice. Uh, that would be here. Let's make that a six. Handgun. Yeah. Ranged weapon handgun. Let's make that a six. Okay. Next up is pick lock at four. Is that a technique? Yes, there we go. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I absolutely don't mind how they have grouped these technique education. It's just the book, at least on these lists, doesn't do it that way. Maybe it's listed somewhere else. Um, Streetwise of six. Yeah, so they group all... Yeah, like on the page before, they have them this way, technique skills like that. Got it. Okay. Um, so that's where it comes from. That makes sense. Okay. So I was up to Streetwise, which I guess would be social. Yeah. Six. Um, trading six. That feels good, too. Okay. Okay, so I feel like I um, got the skills done without too much Nice. Headache. Okay. Uh, so then... Unless after. you're like, I didn't read the adventure, so if you could just kind of stretch, stretch the... No, 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 this is good. This okay. is good. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we did the skills. Now it's buy your stuff. So again, there's automated. Here's your stuff, or we can do a, a buy. That's whatever you prefer. Yeah, so um, if you decide to buy, you get twenty five fifty euro bucks. I think you have to buy some. There's some things you have to buy if you decide to buy. Uh, oh, right, right. Um, and then you also, if you decide, you also get a side 800 euro bucks for uh, flare. Oh, okay. But let's take a look at the... For a list of weapons, C91, gear, fashion, cyberware. What about lifestyle and housing? Run out of cash, sell your soul for more money. Um, let's just skip to that part right there. Okay, page 91. Are you a fan of character creation? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah I do. I do a lot. Do you like, like uh, getting in the weeds or do you like... I like getting in the weeds. Okay. So if you were making this character, would you be point buying everything and sort of thinking about each? Um, maybe not the first go around. Got uh, it. Definitely not the first go around. Like I may maybe do what you did. Like uh, business. Do I really like knowing that we're at least going to play this for like four weeks? I don't know. A couple until set, the end yeah. of the year. If it's like we're like, whoa, we love this. Let's do like something long term where we're going in and out of jobs and seeing how it plays out. Right. Without that, I would do what you did. Like, oh, am I really going to use business in a one shot? Let's take that down and shoulder arms. That sounds amazing. You know. Right. 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 But no, I, I would for the first go around, I'd probably do what you were doing. Okay. So let me see. I'm looking for packages here just to get a basic idea. Yeah. Ninety eight. Because um, I feel like I was looking at the packages and I was mostly comfortable. Um. Right, so the first package is weapons and armor. So I'll take a... Uh... A fixer package. Yeah, the fixer package. Is this saying I get dual pistols? Is that what it's trying to tell yeah, me? Yeah, I believe you dual wield. And I'm gonna. I'm assuming that a heavy pistol counts as a handgun. I was just going to look that up. Yeah. 
if I'm gonna do that, uh, maybe I'll take one heavy, one very. You know, just have like my backup piece in my boot. Um, let me see. Gear. Let's see. It's pistol gear. No, is yeah. A uh, heavy pistol is a handgun that does three d six. Uh, it's got a rate of fire of two, requires one hand, can be concealed. The very heavy pistol does 46 damage, one rate of fire, so you can fire it once each hit reaction round. Uh, cannot be concealed. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take uh, two... No, I'm going to take one of each. Just, you know, maybe I'm not dual wielding literally. Maybe they're different, uh, okay. different uses. So I'll take a heavy pistol. Um, I'll just drag it over to my character sheet. And that would go under, let me see, gear, heavy pistol. So I guess I get a second heavy pistol. Then I also get a... I thought we were going to take one of each. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Uh, then a very, yes, delete that. Um, really a nice foundry module. Uh, very heavy pistol. Now, does it give you the range numbers? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, is there a... Yeah. No, and I think you have to look it up somewhere else. It's, like, not on the charts for some reason. Okay. And then there was... Someone had developed, like, a add-on that I tried to install for, for ranged. Okay. Um, But, I don't know. The index... The one thing I will say about this, the index in this book is not great. Okay. Um, Like, if I look up range in the index, you won't find it. You have to go to combat and then find range... Oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, so just so I, before I get too far, um, I also get ammo. Let me get the body armor, uh, light armor, jack body armor, head armor. Okay. Let me grab that real quick. Is that armor light armor, jack body light armor, jack head. So that's my armor. Yeah. So the range in, are you familiar with how range works in Cyberpunk? I, I yeah yeah. So the range has different uh, DV numbers, some difficulty yep. values or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yep. close range, you're gonna only have to get like a, for example, a ten. But if you're doing long range, it's like a sixteen. The, I'm making up numbers, but it gets yeah, yeah. harder. Thirteen, and then if you're at thirteen to twenty-five yards, it's twenty. And so range de determines the difficulty. I don't know if you want to fill those in or. Yeah, I'll figure that out because it feels like it would help us both to have that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there. like I said, there was an add-on. I don't know if it's been updated to the most recent version of Foundry that basically, um, I think, did some of that lifting for you. Yeah, so I'll I'll figure that out. Um, basic heavy, and then I need very heavy pistol basic. Okay, one for each gun. Uh, so now I need to pick my light melee weapon. Um, and let me just go back a few pages to the table. Uh, combat knife tomahawk. Not messing around. Mm, pretty sweet. You're Western European. Yeah, does it, the tomahawk doesn't feel. So once I know that's like I would obviously pick a tomahawk, naturally. Um, what's like a Western European? Western European tomahawk. ChatGPT. Tomahawk. <laughs> oh, actually, it's probably not a bad idea to ask ChatGPT. That's the thing. I'm sure they have something. 
What is a light melee weapon? Or hold on. Provide a list of light melee weapons from Western Europe. Dagger, rapier, small sword, main gauche, saber, cutlass, dirk, gladius, bass lord, uh, kukri. Oh. Spoth. Kukri sounds pretty sweet. Uh, a messer. Yeah, Dirk is a long-bladed thrusting dagger. Yeah, from from Scotland. Yeah. Kukri's the national weapon of Nepal. I wonder why that's a Western... Don't know. But it's it's cool looking, so let's go with uh, Kukri. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab... something else because it's going to do they, they it's all sort of the same damage it's 1d6 um yeah right so it doesn't actually matter so what i'm trying to do is i'm just trying to find something and then change it to well you can put combat knife is that okay let me find yeah, combat yeah. knife there we go it's gonna be a combat knife but now i'm gonna tweak it just a little i'm gonna call it a can i change this settings settings yeah uh name there we go kukri and then the rest is all the same because it doesn't matter. Matters for us. A knife fit for the streets. All right. <laughs> a knife in the streets. A kukri in the sheets. <laughs> Love it. Doesn't even make sense. Okay. So that is our weapons and armor package for Sweet. a fixer. Now we can go to our outfit and gear. Uh, let's see. The fixer... Agent. Oh, agent is like an AI. Okay, yeah. Bug it's your like. It's like your data pad. Right. Uh, disposable phone two. Generic chic. No way. We're not generic chic, baby. We're street Zubaz. Uh, uh, yeah. What'd you get? Urban flash. Urban flash. Yeah. Yeah. Footwear jacket. Bottoms and top. Is that like a tracksuit? I know not literally, but. <laughs> Yeah, an urban flash track shoot, sure. Oh, and you get a bug detector in a computer. Nice. Two disposable phones. Okay. Um, I wonder where that would be under. Clothing. Let's... Uh... What did I get for uh, urban flash? So let me... Urban flash, yeah. So I get urban flash footwear. Oh, and take your glasses too, because we know you have the sunglasses. Urban flash glasses, urban flash jacket. Uh, top. The top. Your blouse. Urban flash top. There we go. Exactly. I don't know why that's last. And then urban uh, bottom. You know, I have some pants. Art. Do I not have pants yet? At the top. Uh, urban flash bottoms. Bottom footwear, glasses, jacket, top. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but it's not just glasses. It's urban flash mirror shades oh baby there we go uh oh and now i gotta find um where would you let's see agent can i search compendium no that almost never works for me um would that be a cyberware gear gear, gear? yeah it's not cyberware really agent yep yeah uh bug detector let's get one of those uh computer 
disposable phone. Real Walter White. Mm. Two phones. Mm. Disposable phone, disposable phone. And uh, generic chic. Contacts jewelry. Do I need contacts and jewelry? I don't know where that would be. Is that still gear? Clothing, maybe. Uh, let me go back to clothing. And then go to generic. Oh, was there generic and I missed it? Okay. Generic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, contacts, jewelry. Okay. There's jewelry right there. Yeah, so I am wearing a tracksuit. I am like some kind of... It's not just a tracksuit. It's like a neon... That's true. Like um, hologram tracksuit. Yeah. Um, not gang color contacts. Are there just no regular contacts? Generic. She go to generic oh, again. Yeah, I keep losing. There we go. Generic sheet contacts. There okay. Okay, so that's my my outfit and gear. That's good enough. I like it. Um, it's just yeah, very Grand Theft Auto Four vibes, <laughs> but nice. cyberpunk. Um, okay, so now I need to. Um, Uh, cyberware. Cyberware, yeah, yeah. So now I think there's a, a kit for this as well. Yep. That I was looking at, and I thought it was mostly okay. It's on page 117 if you want to. Yeah, so it comes with Cyber Audio Suite, which means I can enhance my ears. Uh, internal Agent, which means my AI then becomes something I can internalize. I don't have to have it on a screen in front of me. Subdermal pocket means I have a hiding place. <laughs> Carried that gold watch up my ass, as was said in Pulp Fiction. And then voice stress analyzer or amplified hearing. So it really goes in on audio. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? That's probably more interesting because I can eavesdrop. I can, you know, if I'm trying to get information, it's not always about like, seeing the heat signature of their armpits to see if they're sweating and you know sure so let me let me just go with that uh, um with that package that's pretty good okay so uh tick 16 hits to your humanity Ooh, right so that makes my humanity a 34 right? well leave it at 50 oh, okay leave it at 50 and then put it at 34 out of 50 there we go and then your empathy is minus two but that's like a so three out of five on empathy okay there we go uh so i'm looking for cyberware uh, amplified hearing, is that where, no, cyber audio suite, that's what you start with, and that gives you, I think, four slots for things, and so that's how I'm going to get, uh, or it gives you a couple slots, I don't know if it's four, some of them are four, um, but that's okay, so cyber audio suite, I'm going to pick internal agent, I think at one point I was thinking making the internal agent also have, like, a, because I have the contacts having, like, readouts on people, Mm. But um, I think I'll stick with the internal. Okay. There's a video game series that I'm trying, I'm blanking on right now. That did pretty good hacking stuff before. They've done a couple of them. The last one took place in London. Um, let's see, subdermal. I wish I. It's a. It's a huge thing, and I wish I could remember. Uh, oh. I know, like relatively recent. Yeah, the second one was in San Francisco. The first one was in Chicago. Oh, the third one was yeah. in London. Uh, 
You know the one I'm talking about, though. Something dogs. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Watchdogs. Watchdogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good cyberpunky kind of nearish future, so it wasn't so. Uh, I think I'm going to take amplified hearing instead of okay. voice stress analyze. Oh nope, I got to get rid of one. Um, now it says 16 humanity lost minus one empathy, but it should be two empathy down. Or I'm looking at page 117 for minus two empathy. But that's on your character sheet. It's showing minus one empathy. No, no. On page one seventeen, for me, it says six uh, for fixer cyberware. Sixteen humanity loss minus one EMP. Really? Mine says minus two EMP. I'm not kidding. Really? What? What does it say when, for all of yours? Mine says zero one 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 two 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 one one two two two. Oh, inter- uh, interesting. What? The numbers for, are different. Uh, go to go to your like the the page the cast and crew page that's like second page of the book which printing do you have uh let me see first um, printing okay so th- so here's what's interesting about um Talsorian games they don't this isn't like uh this is interesting because the witcher when i bought the witcher i made sure to buy my copy from Talsorian games because they explicitly said the copies in our warehouse are the new versions that have cleaned up the rule book massively oh so like if you go to cool stuff inc or they don't care but like miniature market wherever you get your your friendly local game store you might have an earlier printing but it's not like D 5e it's not like a whole new rule thing it's just a new printing of the book and like if i think it's done kind of quietly right um and it sounds so like things keep, changed. Yeah. Well, just give yourself minus one. We'll go with no, that. no, no. Let's go with the second printing, and I'll, I'll get, I'll make sure I get that second printing. So no, I'm on fourth, fourth printing. Fourth. I'll get the fourth printing then to make sure I get the, uh, the right one because I didn't realize. Wow. Okay. I'm sure it's fine. No, no. Let's go with two. We'll go with the fourth printing, and I'll. Did I really buy this when it first came out? Or did I just get? Well, it's crazy if you like picked it up from a from the local game store or something. It's been like sitting on the shelf, you know. Yeah. But, uh, like, I know I had heard with Witcher, it makes, like, a pretty big difference. Um, and so I was like, well, I definitely want to get the right printing. But it wasn't, like, something, like, you could just go on Amazon and be like, oh, I want this printing and this printing. Right, right. So then, um, I guess two questions. Is The Witcher, because I know Cyberpunk, the video game, is done by um, CD Projekt Red. The Witcher does CD mm-hmm. Projekt Red. Is our Talsorian, are they connected to The Witcher RPG? Is it all... Yeah, same, 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 oh, uh, interesting. same, same group. So I don't know if, you know, what's interesting is when you read the intro notes into Cyberpunk Red, it talks about a little bit about, um, I'll just pull up the website real quick. Mm-hmm. It talks about CD Projekt Red approaching them and that kind of being a boost to get, oh, cyberpunk red done or something like that um got it um i'm i'm like i could be misremembering here but uh yeah so he kind of talks about he says um this is mike pondsmith um and second i'd acquire some partners uh about the same time i started writing that would one day become this book a bunch of guys in poland cd project red uh said hey want to make a cyberpunk video game and so I'm sure that helped. I don't know if that then, of course, led to Witcher naturally or what the what the tie was there. Hmm. But um, 
same writers. So Mike Pondsmith and, and someone else. Yeah, says yeah. Pondsmith and Pondsmith did Witcher. But again, it had that kind of different printing version. Hmm. This is crazy. Yep. They still have, uh, I don't know if these are PDF only, but, um, you know, one of the books. You know, I'm looking on the, the website right now for our Talsarian games and like. Um, I'm seeing books that I have from like, you know, 40 years ago still. You can still buy them. Yeah, like one is the Cyber Generation. Like that one I see like the second edition. I, I can't tell if it's just a PDF or if it's actually oh, okay. physical. But uh, And I guess the second question I was having after is The Witcher by the same company is like, do I need to get The Witcher? Is that a potential? Uh, Witcher for sure is definitely a potential. Okay. Here's cool. the deal. I love The Witcher, but like I've restarted that game probably 10 <laughs> times. And like yeah. I've just never. And I'm starting to get that way a little bit with Cyber 2077. I was like, is this too much? For me, I would love to just throw myself into uh, Witcher. I really like its combat. I love its the side missions in Witcher are like mm, the best mm-hmm. ever. They're so well thought out. But it's just like, man, I don't have the time to, to well, play Witcher. But the RPG, I'm very interested in. That's the thing. Let me, you know, this is sort of getting off. But it's sort of like when you play like a, a deep video game, do you want ones like tons of dialogue, tons of story? Or is there something about a Souls game where it's all mechanics, even if it's 70 hours? Where you're like, you know what? I'm not talking to people. I'm just boom, 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 in and out. These days, the latter. Yeah. Like, Souls is perfect because you can just pick it up and uh, and just go. Which was, you know, that's like a, a nice thing with, you know, it's not the most impressive piece of hardware, but the Switch, just like it's pick up and play ability. Yeah. And like a Souls game is a lot like that. And the nice thing about Souls is like mechanically you fall behind, but like lore wise, you don't. Right. And so, like, I don't know, I'm halfway through Red Dead Redemption from when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. It's like, I really, I would like to finish that game, but it's been five years. Yeah. I don't remember shit. It's right. like, do I restart? And then, so then I don't. Yeah. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, halfway through it. Do I restart? Like, mechanically, I'd pick those games up. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I used to be like, and people would be like, oh, like my brother would be like, oh, open world too much for me i can't do open world i'm like oh come on but now i'm at that point where it's just like i kind of want like a souls game yeah well you know obviously you know we stream on twitch and uh youtube and stuff like that and sometimes i'm thinking about oh could this game work could that game work and there's one that i really want to play like it's called icewind dale Uh but there are parts where i'm just like yeah but i know like there's a part where you hit a town and then all you do is talk to people for like an hour and then is that going to be boring? And then I just realized it's not just streaming though. Like in my head, I'm like, Oh God, now I'm in town. I got to talk to everybody. I just want to get out there and do stuff. Um, anyway, is this character done? Yeah, I believe so. I have some follow-up questions. Sorry. I keep knocking shit off my desk. I had to pick it up. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, that is it for, it says, what about lifestyle and housing? But it's not like that's required. I think it's just something to think about maybe. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, and we'll, you can live above your bar. I was gonna say, I just live above my bar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I pulled these off off the internet like like we all do, mm-hmm. um, and I've been a big fan of the concepts of of knife knife theory. It was posted on Reddit a long time ago, and it's all characters in their backstory should have knives that the GM should be able to twist. Yeah, and then like ideally, you want to have a dozen knives and so like all your enemies those are knives your dead lover that's a knife and then so um 
I have a couple questions that I've kind of pulled from this, and that would be who has Ellis's loyalty? Hmm. Who am I loyal to? Well, who has your loyalty? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh right, right. Yeah who, so, yeah, who are you loyal to? Yeah. Whether it's coerced or not, somebody's got somebody's got my loyalty. Um, yeah, you're loyal to someone or something or Yeah. That is a great question. Um, so you know what? I just closed my character sheet. Let me open it up back. Let me, let me open it back up. Uh, so I've got. So in my head, like I was saying, the narrative I kind of had is my one true love lost her to cyber psychosis. I blame uh, the corporate exec that is one of my enemies. Um, and so who would have my loyalty when I see them as obstacles to be destroyed if they cross me? Um, let me see. A strange relative. You know who does? Who? If this doesn't work, let me know. Uh, the booster ganger enemy. He's got something on me. Um... So even, and that's why I only verbally attack him for all my craziness. Like I know mm -hmm. I can't go too far. Okay. Because so there's something more there. Yeah. There's something more there. Like he burned me on a job, but, and, but you're still loyal to him. Either some you can't control or for some underlying reason. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work at all? Yeah. No, we can do something with okay. that. Okay. So it's not like I'm a puppy dog kind of loyalty. It's, it's coerced and I can't figure out how to get out from under it. Okay, nice. Uh, what would break you? What would break Ellis? What would break me is... Um, my fear is that this is too far down the road, but failing my first love. Mm. Like, if I don't... Like, I made her promise that I would get back on her behalf. And if I don't then there's like, why did I do any of this? Um, and I think that would break me. Other than your first love, what is a, and like family them, what is a fear that Ellis has? Uh, let's see, a fear. Uh, he's afraid of. I, there's a word for this. I don't want to say agoraphobia because he's not afraid of open space. He's afraid of crowds, but, um, well, no, that might be just too like phobia instead of fear. Um, what is he afraid of? Let's say he's afraid. Oh crap. I keep closing my character sheet. Um, let's say this, you know, maybe part of my thing is, um, oh man, apologies. I'm blanking. Here no, it's all right. Um, I'm just sort of looking through the stuff I've typed in for my character. Uh, 
I mean, it can stand on its own. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe he's afraid of. Uh, family is cursed with a hereditary feud. Where does he come from? He comes from a drift nation. It's a meeting place for all kinds of people. Maybe he's afraid of cyberware. Yeah. So he, he has somebody he's never going to like, yeah, he's know, not going down the path. Like, no, no. Like he doesn't I, think he's going down the path. Right. And maybe when he sees people that are really going down the path, yeah, it wigs him out. Ooh, what are those people called from 2077 that are like, and I'm sure they're in here that uh, are just like, almost like they're like robot faces completely. Yes. Uh, there is a name. Uh, is it a Borg? It could be. That's one I have a I because I really wanted to take this seriously. I was trying to look up, you know, some of the slang to make sure. Yep, yep. Uh, Borg is one thing, um, but there might be others. Yeah. Um. But maybe nice. that's what is like I'm, those kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, know, they're like multiple red eyeballs and yeah, like so, faces are half gone. Absolutely. Yeah. So the further you you're going down that road, the more and more uncomfortable I get. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, you know, I think... Um, okay, so what do you want... What do you want your partner to look like? Hmm. So, as to, in terms of, like, your skills... You know, like, melee combat's not covered, but that can be kind of picked up by anyone, right? Right. Um, wait. Yeah, my brawling's a little weak. Your handgun is at zero, uh, and that should be at six, right? So on mine it says. Oh, I'm six. looking at mine. I'm looking at mine. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So mine's at a six. Yeah, my brawling's okay, at a yeah. two. So that's not yeah. amazing. Um, and like you don't have auto fire things like that. So like there could be a combat person. Yeah. Um, medic. Obviously, you didn't touch much on that. Um, hacking stuff. If you want to bring like a. Uh, mm. net runner but not that we like have to get into the net running mechanics because again your character is the i guess what what kind of supporting cast member do you would you be interested in having your partner be right um because here's the other thing i could th i thought about is and again I'm, I'm pulling from 2077 is at least early 2077 the net runner can be remote right I mean, not like hacking cameras or hacking turrets or anything like that, but like kind of the big picture hacking stuff. You could always have another contact that we could just make be an NPC if we needed it. That's sort of how I pictured it. Yeah, somebody okay. I you know I outsource to when I need it. But maybe yeah, maybe the partner is like the bouncer to the bar or something. Okay, okay, that's yeah. kind of cool. And I kind of like you know, and I'm like you know, bring your bigger gun, you know, and then we go and take care of business. Okay, so if it's that, then I would see that being uh, not a rocker boy. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. It could be a uh, jacked up one, yeah. Could definitely be a solo, of yeah. course. Uh, could be a tech. Mm -hmm. And could probably be a med tech if we really wanted to stretch it. Or a nomad. It could all work, yeah, yeah. What are you feeling? Um... Like you were saying, solo might be the most obvious, but it might not be the most interesting. I think solo allows for the like most backseat 
which True. is fine. Like allows me to just be there mechanically and right. witty remarks. You know, I'm just I'm neat. <laughs> right, right. You're my human shield. Um, text maybe not a good fit just because of your like pat. Like I'm thinking text in the sense of like cyber gear. Right. So maybe not a tech. That's um, true. Yeah, I might not like that. Might be a little too much. So either a med tech or a solo is what I'm thinking. Um, okay. You know my go-to from Tokyo Ghost is Dent, mm. and he is he is definitely a, a solo. Like he's just a meat bruiser. So nice. Might. You want to have uh, Dent and uh, Ellis? Solid Shit, maybe crime. maybe Dent makes a, a return from <laughs> from Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, Cyber Plus Punk. That could be cool. Yeah, that that might be fun. It's the same guy, same universe. Yeah, same universe. Back um, from Libreville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but now he's he's in night he's in Night City now. Nice. I like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll I'll flesh him out and then uh, yeah. Cool. Perfect. I think we did be, it. It would be really interesting to do the in and out get out of game stuff like again we're largely going to see a mission a job um Mm -hmm. cyberpunk is very job based but it would be cool to like have an ongoing thing for like more world building and see like what kind of shenanigans our characters could get up to so it'd be cool to like revisit cyberpunk yeah because one thing there's not a lot of character progression in cyberpunk your character progression is your story Right. And what you're earning and what you're trying to get out of it, you're not leveling up, right? And just for the listeners, if you there's a game CBR plus PNK Cyberpunk, which is mm-hmm. uh, something we played here on the channel. Um, again, not to be confused with Cyberpunk Red. Um, I can't reach Cyberpunk, but we had a great time with it. Go check it out if you're curious for more Cyberpunk and you haven't seen it already. Yeah. Uh cool i'm i'm very excited for this art any nice. questions or anything no i think i think i'm good so i think is there anything you wanted to go over before or we ready to bring it home no i think you hit on the uh like cyberpunk i think talsorian has done a really good job of writing for and not just trying to be cyberpunk edgelords right um they've walked a fine line you know it's gonna be it's cyberpunk stuff so it's gonna have edgier darker themes yeah and that's just the world. We're not going to be assholes about any of it. And you've already touched on that, but I think it's just worth bringing up. Uh, so, of course, like an hour and 45 minutes into the episode, we bring up the content warning. That's helpful. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else other than that. I will say one thing I, I really liked when I was reading the backstory. Um, you know, there's certain backstories in role-playing games that try to... I don't know. When I read like the old Twilight 2000 and they sort of fill you in on the story of how we got here, there was a sort of plausibility to it that I think fits with a game like Twilight 2000. This, like you said, they don't go edgelord, but I also felt like it had, the lore had attitude. Like Corpse came in and dropped a nuke and then like the FBI and the, you know, the DEA and the vice president are leading an inside coup and you're like, this is awesome nonsense. Um, Yeah. Yeah, well, there. I mean, that's throughout the book too. It's like if yeah. your characters try to min max too much, just kill them because that's the cyberpunk red universe, and that's the yeah. way. Like if they're problematic, <laughs> just gun them down. You know, like this. yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed because it wasn't. It, it was the writing has the has a cyberpunk attitude. Yeah, um, that fits the setting. So it 
it really carries through uh, in every aspect of the book. So I really enjoyed that. Um, me, me too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This is this is gonna be fun. We'll we'll run some jobs and then I don't know. Hopefully we'll come back to it. And I know Patrick is super interested in running it. I love that this just came out of the blue too. Yeah. For, for all of our planning and discussions, it's yeah, always right. like, uh, yeah, just the laser pointer goes over there, and all of a sudden we're off to the races. So. It just takes like one little wandering thought of what would Midnight Melodies look like in Cyberpunk. Yeah, and because we had so we been talking about different things, like oh, we'll fill the time in with, you know. Oh yeah, we we're gonna do nights in Pathfinder, which I want to do at some right. point. Like I still really want to do that, and I love Pathfinder. And then literally, uh, it's like no, pull the ripcord, we're out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all yeah. in on Cyberpunk. I like it. So um, next week, you can hopefully see us back with Cyberpunk Red until something happens and we're playing something else. Right. Or I, yeah, I guess, yeah, when Patrick comes back, you know, we'll get back to our rotation and stuff. But we'll see what we can do with this until then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. So right, folks. don't rush your disloyalty, Patrick. We need a little time to get into Cyberpunk Red. Yeah, right. And enjoy those moments. You won't have them forever. Savor them. <laughs> don't, don't rush back up to us. We need at least like two weeks. Please. <laughs> exactly. And uh, great, folks. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. If you enjoyed it, share it, spread the word, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget we have an audio podcast version out there on Spotify, wherever you grab your podcast. If you're listening to us, go ahead and head over to YouTube, subscribe, and check out the video stuff. You can see Art's uh, Art's new Christmas tree behind him. That's right. It's That's right here. There. <laughs> I really feel like it's on top of you there. If I lean back too far, I'll tip it over, to be honest with you. Nice. Nice. So. Uh, great. Uh, we're on all the on the socials that that matter. You can go over to yeah. Blue Sky or wherever you get your socials. And if you want to come hang out with us, there's Discord down below. Click the link and join our Discord server. It's not a ton of people, but it's a cool spot place. <laughs> that might seem contradictory, but if you want to come <laughs> chat about RPGs in different forms, yeah, that's what we do over there. Um, yeah, not be overwhelmed. Right, right. I mean, sometimes you pop in a Discord server and it's just like, what the shit did I just walk into? Yeah, there's like 300 unread messages. That's not a problem here. Yeah, not <laughs> at all, folks. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, happy holidays, everyone. And uh, yeah, I will see you before then. Yeah. But yep, thanks for listening. All right. Take care. Thanks, Matt. Later. The music during the RPG session in Foundry was provided by the Foundry module Tabletop RPG Music and composed by Ian Fisher. You can find his Patreon at www.patreon.com slash tabletoprpgmusic, all one word.